0: You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of eXp Realty on your home for success, 105.7. So we're talking inflation with Jerry Robinson at followthemoney.com. Jerry, the I'm joking about the conspiratorial sound of a gold-backed currency and your explanation of 1971. We go off the gold standard, and so now we have a fiat currency, which is just based on the printing of money, and, and there's nothing really backing it except the word of the government, which uh, is, of course, uh, subject to the whims of whoever is in office and whatever monetary policy they choose at that time. And uh, that, you know, that ties into some of the, the craziness of, well, we've never had a counting of the gold that's in Fort Knox and all of these other things that people would, I think, sometimes say, oh, well, I'm just writing that off as conspiratorial. But it's affecting our pocketbook every day, regardless of what you think of that, because there is fact in that we have a fiat currency. And you've also talked in the past about the petrodollar and how the world traded, the, the, the world traded petroleum based on the value in dollars. And that is no longer the case. How does that impact us? And how does it tie into inflation as we discuss it today?
1: Well, okay, so the petrodollar system was kind of an invention that was created in the wake of the decoupling of the gold standard, from uh, the dollar from the gold standard. So in 1971, you had the dollar taken off of the international gold standard. And as you can imagine, this created a big reverberation, a big ripple effect. In the global economy, where now suddenly there was no uh, currency that was "quote unquote" as good as gold, and the United States was fearful, rightfully, of losing its first uh, losing its prime position as the leading currency as it had enjo- had enjoyed since the World War II era, 1944. Uh, and so, what the Nixon administration did, together with their Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, they worked out a deal with the Saudi Arabian government where the oil that was coming up out of the ground in Saudi Arabia would be denominated in dollars. And what Saudi Arabia would receive in exchange was basically media cover, uh, protection from Israel and weapons. And so now, you know, we have Saudi Arabia, just take a look in the news. Saudi Arabia now has, you know, nuclear blueprints, thanks to the Trump administration. Uh, They are on the verge of creating a nuclear bomb. Uh, And we don't hear too much bad stuff about Saudi Arabia in the news, do we? I mean, we hear about how negative Taliban is over in Afghanistan. But, you know, it's over in Saudi Arabia where women can't drive. You know, it's over in Saudi Arabia where they get, you know, whipped in the streets if if they uh, don't get permission from men to, you know, to go out to the store. I mean, so for all this talk about human rights and all of this, it's real rich. But in reality, you know, money trumps all of that. And so Saudi Arabia has been a good ally in the fact that they have priced their oil in dollars. And why does that matter? Well, that creates a global demand for dollars. So if you want to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, you need to show up with dollars. You can't use yen. You can't use the Chinese yuan. You can't use the British pound. You've got to convert into dollars. And that creates a demand, an artificial demand for dollars. And that translates into being a permission slip for our monetary policymakers to be able to print more because if you have an artificial demand for something well then you can make more of it and that's that's how the scheme works i think the the concern is for economists is how is this eventually going to end how can this ongoing perpetual demand for dollars continue to go on forever i mean nothing you know nothing that is uh you know, uh, n- nothing can last forever. And I think that's certainly the case here with the U.S. dollar. So we've got ourselves in a world of hurt. We've got to get the wolf by the ear, as Thomas Jefferson once said in regard to slavery. You let the wolf go, uh, he's going to bite you. You, you. But you really just don't want to let him go, right? And so we're, we're stuck. We're stuck in a really bad place. And now our national debt, nearly $30 trillion. Daryl, you and I stood on a stage in a church Back in 2007, we were talking about some of these crazy trends that were happening. The national debt back then was around $8 trillion. I mean, it's at $30 trillion now. Wow. It's just simply incredible. Last year, in August in August of 2020, in that one month, the uh, Washington spent the equivalent of the entire amount of spending from the beginning of the country, 1789, all the way out until 2020. All in one month. I mean, it's just we gone that, off the rails.
0: You have to say that again because it uh so it has to be pondered. In one month,
1: in one month, uh it was in August of twenty twenty, in one single month, the United States government spent more money in one month. They they spent more money in one month than the entire country had spent up until that point combined. That's it's absolutely staggering how much money is being spent. And the problem is, is that we have a credit card and no one seems to know what the limit is. So we just keep spending and spending and spending. I mean, we just spent $2 trillion giving to five defense contractors over the last 20 years in the Afghanistan war. That's $250 million a day.
0: So 20 years. So Jerry, in in the world of real estate, I would often make a comparison that prices are relative if if something's worth a hundred thousand here and the one next door is worth 110 they're kind of in the same ballpark if you're moving from california to tulsa you may be accustomed to paying more but you're really only going to pay the market value of something in tulsa as everything has increased globally is there not protection in that everyone's spending more money and everyone has more debt
1: well perhaps you know, certainly. Uh, but we certainly have the most to lose because we have had the most to gain out of the whole system. The system is really rigged in our favor, in the United States' favor. But inflation is not a U.S. phenomenon strictly. I mean, German inflation just reached a 13 year high uh, this month. Over in the Eurozone, for example, inflation there is at a 10 year high. Uh, in France, you know, it's at a three year high. I mean, so no matter where you look, you see inflation is on the rise. But of course, all of these currencies are also fiat. So they're able to print at will. Although some of these countries have a bit more uh, restraint in their monetary policy. Here in the United States, we're kind of the engine that keeps the world going
0: us and China, you know, as the two largest economies. Well, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, to your point, it's fine while it's going, but it's the correction that could be painfully catastrophic. So uh, always fascinating and and good to talk to you. Jerry Robinson, followthemoney.com. I'm sure you can subscribe there and find out more. Followthemoney.com. Thank you, Jerry. My pleasure. Thank you, Daryl. You're listening to the Market Expert Show with the EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.